Hey, oh, watch it go. It's time for the Romeo show. I think that was the theme. If anybody remembers that, then we're probably around the same age. Romeo. That Romeo. Okay, hold on. I'll get into this in a second. But thank you for clicking on this episode. Uh, It's episode 51 of Franco's World. It's just me. It's just by my lonesome. It's a little bit shorter than most episodes because we have to make space for the subscription service. Okay, if I want to bring guests on, it takes up a lot more space than if it's just me. So this episode will probably be like 20 minutes. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, thank you very much again for clicking on it. It means a lot to me. This is episode 51. We've been doing it for 52 weeks, however. Uh, I'm filming I'm filming this. I'm recording this on the one-year anniversary of the show starting, 514. Right? Yeah, 514. I tried to do it last night. It did not work. So now I'm doing it today. All right, this is probably the latest an episode has ever come out. It's a Thursday, for Christ's sakes. On Thursday, no less. But the show has, uh, yeah, been doing it for a year. We've amassed well over 2,000 downloads. I don't know what I had, like, I didn't really put a number on it to start out with. I didn't really know what to expect necessarily. But I'm I'm happy with the over 2,000 downloads that we've amassed. And that would be entirely impossible if it hadn't been for you, the listener. So thank you very much for taking time out of your day to listen to little old me. Ramble about nothing. Okay, that's definitely a stolen thing from Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Come on, Frank. Get it together. Hey, yo, watch it go. It's time for the Romeo show. Here's the deal about Romeo and whatever that Just Jordan kid's name was, Bow Wow. Bow Wow got weird. Um, But Romeo and that Just Jordan kid. Romeo was supposed to be like the biggest star of biggest stars. They had him all over Nickelodeon. His dad was Master P, had the golden tank. NBA player and successful rapper. Not only that, but a a business mogul, you could say. And then Romeo comes out. Nickelodeon's throwing the book at him. They're giving him everything. I haven't heard much about Romeo, you know? And the Josh Jordan guy, he was doing stand-up. He was like 12 years old. I don't even know what he's doing now. There's all these kids that when I was a kid, I don't want, jealous is not the right word. Jealous is not the right word. But there was people that I would see on shows uh, as a kid, and I'm like, wow, that guy's got it. And then <laughs> I'm scouting talent out at <laughs> eight years old. Wow, that kid has got it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, <laughs> the like the one kid on um, Victorious, the guy uh, that was like able to—I forgot his name. He's able to play the keys. He could sing. He was featured on iCarly for a couple episodes. I never really watched Victorious, so I, that was like right after uh, that came out. Like right when I was done watching those type of shows. But I thought that guy was just gonna be like, wow. Okay, this guy, give up. All the acting jobs are going to this guy. So uh, if you're an actor out there, you might as well give up. <laughs> uh, I I thought that kid had it. And I thought just Jordan was just going to be like Kevin Hart. Tur- turns out he's not Kevin Hart. I don't know what he's doing. Romeo. Romeo show. I mean, I have no idea. That and just Jordan had to have had similar concepts, right? 
I would pull up the synopsis of the show, but I really don't care as much. If it, this is why I need an, an actual producer to pull that up. Not only so he can pull things up, but also so he can have a, a, you know, a witty banter back and forth every now and again. You know, a nice little blurb, interjection. Something to, to change it up, because I'm sure the monotony of just one voice can kind of get tiring after a while. You know, I, I'm not a professional comic. I haven't been doing this for decades to where I can just riff on, on any subject known to man and sound like a like a genius or at least funny. But what I can do is tell you how I started the podcast. Since uh, I'll do a little bit of a thank you and then we'll get into the listener questions uh, from the story I post on my Instagram story at Franco's World underscore, which you should follow me on there. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Fankosworld underscore. Subscribe to the podcast, okay? Subscribe to it, Spotify, Apple. Shoot me a message uh, that you uh, subscribed, and maybe I'll shoot you a promo code to baseballlegendapparel.com. Shoot me a screenshot that you subscribed, and I'll give you a promo code. That's it, 10% off. That's the rules. Them there's the rules, all right? I don't make the rules, I just enforce them. And all those other hack things I could say about the word rules or dad jokes. So I started the show uh, because I wanted to, you know, the mediums and platforms are changing. Okay. As much as I don't like it, it is happening. So you better hop on the train before it's way too late. And I kind of hopped on it pretty late. You know, I, I'm probably in, in the caboose of the car. I'm on, I'm in the caboose car of the train. I'm in the very last one. Okay. It's like that scene in that Wes Anderson movie when all those guys are running with their luggage. I think it's in India, and they're just they're like, forget it, and they just start dropping luggage, and then they hop on the back of the train. That's like my life right now with the podcast. It's like, okay, I'm on. Barely made it. So I amassed, I'd say, $500 from betting unders in March Madness last year, because that's the thing. Okay, so here's a little trick and tip. I don't gamble anymore, but here's a little trick and tip. Joe Public, which is the name for just anyone who bets just for fun every now and again. Joe Public loves the over, and Joe Public's first time gambling is March Madness. So they're going to put all their money on overs, over, 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 point total. And that means the number's going to go up, up, up. And once it is up, you put your under ticket in just before the start of the game, or maybe you know let, let them score a little bit, the number goes up even higher if you have live betting. And then you bet the under. And so then you're, I mean, I know games can't fly under, but the games fly under. I mean, it's not even close. You know, you see point totals with teams like Virginia who win games by scoring 35 points and their point total, point total is like 152. And you're like, uh, that's impossible. So yeah, there's a little inside uh, baseball trick for you. And so I amassed that money from betting unders, crushed it, absolutely crushed it, March Madness. And my birthday coincides with March Madness. It's right near each other. And so I took that money and I bet on that day's baseball games on my birthday, like $500 worth. Absolutely crushed it. Went like 10 and 3 or something like that. Just an incredible run. Could not miss. Shooting uh, from the beach into the ocean, as they say. So when I got that money, put some of it in a retirement fund, put some of it in stocks, kept some in the gambling account, 
put some in my regular bank account, and then also took like 200 of it and uh, bought all the podcast equipment, bought the subscription service, nice microphone, mic sock, little audio thing to make it sound better and whatnot. And uh, yeah, just got after it. And there was, I'm going to be honest, I I have not went back and listened to old episodes. I'm sure it's very rough. I'm sure episodes now are much more smoother, uh, much cleaner and whatnot than early on. Because, you know, I'm getting my feet wet. It doesn't matter how many mics I did or how many little shows I did in college with Matt and whatnot. You're still, this is a new medium, like I said, for me. And, you know, you're still getting adjusted to it. So there's definitely a learning curve. And I'm still learning. I'm not going to act like I haven't learned it because, my goodness, we've only been doing this one year. But amassing well over 2,000 downloads is no small feat. So thank you very much for taking time to listen to the show. Now, let's get into the listener questions. Okay, I posed the question on my Instagram story at Franco's World underscore. I said, what is something that you have learned during this period of time? What is, you know, what's a, maybe a hobby you picked up? I've been preaching that. You need to pick up a hobby for quarantine. I preached that like a month ago. I said, you guys better find something to occupy your, occupy your time. You know, I, I played golf the other day for the first time in a year, and I shot a 46 on nine holes. For the first time I'm playing in a year, not mad about it. I had a real birdie. I only cheated on one hole, okay? That's pretty good. And the, bird, the birdie was real. The birdie was real. Because if you, cause you have those gimme putts that, oh, you know, you're good by me, men will say on golf courses. If you have a par or a birdie putt, no matter how far or short it is to the hole, you must put that in. That, that, that's just fact of the matter. So let's get after it. Listener answers. The first one comes to us from MS, who says, Sports video games are terrible simulations. You're absolutely right, my friend. My very good friend, Mr. MS. I'm watching these streams on Twitch. So This is how bored I get sometimes. They're playing the games that should be going on right now, like a real baseball game, like the Mets versus the Phillies or whatever. And they're just simulating it. And the computer is playing the computer. 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 Kind of like uh, what Tony and I was were uh, talking about on last week's episode. And it is so bad. I mean, you have professional athletes that look like they've never played the sport in their lives. Outfielders are running around like chicken with their heads cut off, like five-year-olds almost, with their glove way up in the air. You know, they're picking dandelions. They don't even care. They're just there for the juice box and because daddy wants them to play baseball. I don't want my son to hit off a tee. He don't hit like that when he's at home. He hits good when he's at home, I swear. Coach don't know what he's doing sticking him out there in the outfield. That boy's a star. All right. And then they have them run into the wall. And whenever the players interact with the wall in the game, they just shut down. Like, if they get anywhere near the wall, they just don't even put their glove up. It's so sad. These are supposed to be a simulation of professional athletes. Okay? And MS, who is a professional athlete, knows what he's talking about. It's not good. Okay? Get it together. Games were never like this when I was a kid. Granted, the players look like, you know, big cinder block men running around. But games were never like that when I was a kid. 
You know, I could I could cleanly play a, a baseball game, no errors. I'm getting three errors an inning in a game made in 2020. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, by the time it's 2020, we're going to have all these features. It'll be like I'm running a whole ball club, the GM mode and all that stuff. My player mode, it's like I'll actually be playing the game. I will be in Yankee Stadium. Incorrect. The most incorrect I could have ever been about it. And I'm not wrong about a lot of things. A very smart person. That's probably the most wrong I've ever been about anything in my life was how good video games were going to be when I'm a real life adult. 24 video games suck. Maybe they've just always sucked and my childish innocence got in the way. I never really thought about that. But you're absolutely right, MS. MS is a guy who's right about most things. He's a professional athlete and he thinks sports video game simulations are terrible. I'm going to have to agree with him on that. Next one comes to us from at KeanuFan77, who all they, they didn't even respond. They learned, uh, at Keanu Rainwater. That's what they learned. It's a fan account of a model or a person that says they're a model because you can just say you're whatever now. It's the internet. Like I could say I'm a comic and I haven't done stand-up in months. You know, it's that easy. Um, it's a it's an account. I This guy has to have made this fan account because the a fan account is following 2,000 people. And they only have 100 followers, so there's not a lot of Keanu fans out there. Uh, you guys are going to have to look at this page. The at name is KeanuFan77. Okay? And they're a fan of this fella named Keanu Rainwater? What type of name is Rainwater? That's not real. And if, and if that's like your stage name that you thought would be interesting to pick out, it's not. Okay? I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not a real person. At all. At all. HY says, wow, this is actually really good. It's a long one. So to the question, what have you learned during this time? HY says, I learned a lot about myself from enjoying time alone to how I communicate with friends and family. It's given me time to plan my life more. No more excuses. That is, that is probably the best answer I've ever gotten on any question I've ever posed on my Instagram story at Franco's world underscore. That is the most mature adult professional answer I've ever gotten. And I'm not even trying to be funny right now. HY is a good friend of mine. It's very good to see her say these types of things. Okay. Cause we have a lot of similarities. We freak out, you know, it's a, you know, the text messages at two in the morning, these existential crisis. It's really cool to see her say these types of things. Um, and, and she's absolutely right. This is a very weird time for being a young adult and trying to get your real-life career started, and you kind of get kicked in the teeth. Um, it's just a fact of the matter. And But HY, just keep doing your thing. Keep, keep your head up. Keep grinding. You know, keep pushing. All that stuff that all those uh, crook, uh, what are they, motivational speakers say and whatnot. I'm not saying all motivational speakers are crooks, or crooks. I'm just saying there was one motivational speaker, probably the biggest crook in history. I was on this thing called the Varsity Club when I was in high school. And what it was was a, a mixture of, of athletes from all the schools in the, in the athletic conference, the OVAC, which at the time was like the biggest high school sports conference in the country. I don't know if it still is. I just want to throw that out there. And I was friends with the athletic director at the time. 
and he was like, hey, Franklin, uh, you got a 4.0, right? And I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you what are you like upper threes and i'm just like yeah sure i don't know what i was i was probably like a three barely and he was like uh okay and then a week later he's like so here's the deal franklin you're coming with me we're going to this meeting in wheeling uh west virginia at a hockey arena in the basement of a hockey arena it's called the varsity club And i'm thinking it's like i don't know if i'm in the illuminati for high schools i don't know if this is like a uh a freemason type of deal i don't know what's going on so me uh, my good friend, the, uh, Mr. Dylan Ward and, um, a very, very talented athlete who you can look up her highlights by the name of Taryn McCutcheon. She, her, myself and Mr. Ward were all, I guess the representatives for the school. Uh, Taryn is actually an incredible basketball player. She was like top 50 in the country coming out of high school. She plays at Michigan state, all that stuff. Um, so she'll probably go pro. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then uh, one of uh, some W football player was also a member, but he wasn't from my school. He's from a different school. And we showed up to the basement of this hockey arena, I, the West Banco Arena. I don't know what it's called now. If it's still that, and we're supposed to get there. You know, we do these little icebreaker games. All right, what school are you from? Uh huh. What sport do you play? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. That sounds good. Introduce a fact about yourself. And we're supposed to, the big finale is, besides the Papa John's pizza, of course, is is a guest speaker. The guest speaker just never showed up. So we went to Wheeling for nothing. And I didn't put that on my resume when I was coming out of high school. And that would have been a good thing to put on your resume when you were in high school. Applying for your first job, your first summer job in college and whatnot. Varsity board, varsity club or whatever. That sounds good. So I definitely dropped the ball on that one. All right, what else do we got? Uh, from stand up, stand up TNT underscore best says, hi, Franco's world with the smiling emoji. And I clicked on their profile and it's a bunch of comedy clips from Russia. Uh, so good for you. Um, Russian comedians everywhere. I'm, it's cool to see. I don't know how they take humor or what their type of humor is. So it's cool to see different cultures try their hand at it. See, I'm nice. People think I'm mean all the time. If you could see my face, you would also think I'm mean. That was the thing. People always used to say, you look so mad. I'm not mad. I'm just thinking. Okay. Uh, this person wants me to DM the answer instead of saying it out loud. So I'll just skip their question altogether. At Riley Westling, what inspires your pictures? I don't know if they mean my pictures on my actual account or on my Instagram story, because I'm more artsy on the story than I am my account. Because my account, I have to post content of myself. The things that inspire me... Yeah, I just put, like, the Blues Brothers... Um, yesterday, I put up the Blues Brothers movie card, movie title, poster, whatever. And that was in honor of my father, because yesterday was his birthday. And that is his favorite movie of all time, is Blues Brothers. And I definitely got interested, introduced to that at a wildly young age and it probably served a basis as for why I enjoyed um, jokes and I guess jokes that are um, not politically correct yeah NTPC yeah I don't care it's just jokes um, it's just goofy humor I enjoyed it still enjoy it but yeah I guess that's all for the listener questions let's see if there's any stories is there any stories 
Um, here's a here's something I just want to say because I haven't talked about the coronavirus. I haven't said that word in like three episodes. I don't know why this has become a political issue. I, at the beginning of this, I was really hoping this was going to unite the country. And you can probably hear old episodes where I say, I really hope this unites the country from like two months ago where I said this. And it hasn't at all. We are now even more. It's like things are reaching a boiling point, but the boiling point just keeps like the goalpost keeps getting pushed. And it's just things are just rising, and rising, and rising. And now it's become this whole well, are you pro-open the country or are you pro-close the country and stay inside? It's like, and now it's become like, well, you have to be all in on one or all in on the other. You can't just be like, have some ideas from one, have some ideas from the other. It's an extremist, I guess. Okay? It's an extremist type of uh, idea. It's scary, to say the least. I don't know why this has become a political idea. I don't know why people have become so, for lack of a better term, extreme about certain ideas. I understand it's an important scenario, but still, you're either stupid or you're scared. It's just a lot, man. <laughs> My voice cracked right there. It's just a lot, man. Um, Here's one last thing before I let you go. I don't sleep great. Okay, This this should not come as a, as, as a uh, surprise to you, the listener. I'm uh, very curious person and my late night Google searches consist of why did TWA Airlines shut down? What happened to Pan Am? You know, what is at the bottom of the of the trenches in the world, in the in the deep seas? Life's unsolved mysteries. Okay. Um I like to look up about, about a lot about weird history or or maybe uh interesting news story, stuff like that. I like to read late at night, but it also keeps me up and it also makes my anxiety go through the roof. I, I can't eat before I go to sleep because then I'll have nightmares. And the other night, I messed up and I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare. And I'll tell you about it because I remember them because I have all these legal pads by my bed. And as soon as I wake up and it's like, <gasps> wake up in a panic, like I'm a, in a movie. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll, put it on i'll put it on I'll, I'll write it down i mean and uh so my nightmares don't really consist of me getting murdered or anything my nightmare that i had the other night consisted of me just not being able to find the right words to say to somebody because i enjoy you know communicating with people and whatnot make people laugh and i'm just saying i'm bombing essentially i'm just making the worst comments of all time the blurbs aren't landing. The jokes aren't landing. The conversation, my I'm trying to relate to this guy. It is not working at all. And he ends up just storming off and going to his room. And I don't know why I'm in, like, there's like 10 people in this house. And they're like, yeah, I don't think he liked that one very much. And I'm like, so he just left? And then I woke up in a panic because I'm like, oh, my God, I just embarrassed myself. These are my nightmares. It's not Jason from the Friday the 13th series hacking me up chasing me down in my backwoods and hacking me up. It's me just simply not... It's me going to a to a, a deli back when you could go to delis, sitting at, a, at one of those barstool things and then trying to talk to the, to the cook, relate to the cook and him just not having it at all. Those are my nightmares. And that's the episode. 
Thank you very much again for taking time out of your day to listen to me, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're staying safe out there and finding something interesting to occupy your time. Um, better rip that Band-Aid of life uh, off like I did. Care a little less makes life more fun. And, uh, yeah, and all that jazz. So thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day. See you.